0: Welcome to episode seven of AOCast, a monthly podcast about mental health, live streaming, and how it all intertwines. It's finally here, 2021. In this last episode of 2020, Stacy and I look at the idea of self-sabotage, what it is, why it happens, and some of the things you can do to work through it. If you have any questions or want to continue the conversation, I stream every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and every other Tuesday at 8 PM Eastern over at twitch.tv slash Agent Orange, link in the description below. Now, onto the conversation.
1: Randy, if you um, need some zen, just look at my tiny fireplace.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for anybody t- who hasn't seen it, there's a little fireplace back there. It's amazing.
1: <laughs> that thing, you guys, is about, it's, it, it's the size of a piece of paper, right? Literally. And then it's about as, as big as my finger to my thumb. Um, it's amazing. It and looks super tiny. It plugs in tiny. via USB. It looks. Tiny. I had it sitting here at, on my desk the other day. I was doing some work. I had a little fireplace right there. It was amazing.
0: <laughs> the tiniest <laughs> fireplace. So it is. It's, it's like the little fiddle. It is. Uh, so let's see. All right. So oh, let's goodness. do, let me figure out where I'm at <laughs> and what I'm doing.
1: And I got my Hallmark sweater on, my Hallmark holiday sweater, big fluffy neck. Of course you do. I'm all holidayed up.
0: Because that's what Stacy does. She holidays up so, because she loves her Christmas music. It is. All right, so I'm let's, still
2: listening to it, just for the record.
0: Uh, I'm so sorry. Chad, don't worry. I'm not going to subject you let's guys to... Yeah, I'm not going to subject you to tiny fireplaces or uh, Christmas music. I did Christmas music one day this year. One day. And that was on Friday. That was it.
1: <laughs> I'm going to pull up outside of your house and blast
2: it.
0: Yeah, you probably would. Okay. So let's let's go ahead and uh jump into the topic. Um I don't know if you wanna if you wanna go f- are you mocking me? <laughs> I've been doing this the entire time. I feel like you're mocking me. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump into the topic though. Um, I was. We're we're basically going into uh self-sabotage. Um Cece, so I don't know if you from a clinical standpoint, if you want to discuss what Self-sabotage really is because it's a very it's a very common thing and actually it's a very healthy thing. <clears throat> like overall, it's very healthy to a certain extent.
2: Yes. But anything anything can be
1: unhealthy, right? Too much yep. water can be unhealthy. You end up with an overactive bladder. Not a good thing. Vitamins A, D, E, and K. Great for you, but if you O D on them, very mm-hmm. bad. Fatal. So uh, even good things can be bad for you. <laughs> um, and yes, anything in moderation. See, I got chat up. I can read it now, too. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, so self-sabotage is when we know, and th- and this is what I presented to Randy, and and how we came up with the topic. Mm-hmm. Why is it when we know what to do, and we do it maybe once or twice, but then we default back to, what it is we were doing which isn't helpful why do we do that to ourselves why do we self sabotage right so for example if you know drinking water is good for you and it makes you feel better why don't you drink water more right why don't you make it an active habit we all get dressed every day right can't say we all brush our teeth every day some people might not they might only brush their teeth every other day i don't know it's somebody's preference Right? But we all wear clothes every day because it's expected of us, right? There are certain things that we can expect of ourselves as well, because it's what makes us feel good. right? Um Randy, you know, I often tease about deep conditioning my hair, and and you know, anytime you want to do something, I'm like, I gotta deep condition my hair. Uh, and it, but it is true. I do take care of my hair. I do spa days. I do my own manicures, pedicures, facials, deep condition my hair. I do that stuff on a regular basis because I want to feel good and it makes me happy, right? I was at Lush earlier today picking up products because I'm going to have a spa month in January.
2: Entire month. January,
1: February. An entire month of nothing but self-care. And and really, I'll tell you, the reason I did it was to prove this topic right Mm-hmm. That when we put ourselves first and forward. So in a month, I'll follow up with you guys and let you know uh, how it goes. But yeah, so I'm putting my own self up to the challenge because there's there's areas in my life where I self sabotage. Uh, drinking water uh, is one of them. But yeah, why why do we do that? Why do we self sabotage? Right? There's areas also like um, like doing the self care stuff. I'm really good at those routines. Relaxing, checking out from social media. Checking out from my phone, I exceed at that. Mm-hmm. Randy knows that because this, today I was trying to log in and I'm like, oh, why do I have a verification code again? He's like, because you never log in. I'm like, yeah. this is true. Um,
0: <laughs> it's once a month. So, yeah. so <laughs> every 30 days, this she'll log true. in.
1: <laughs> I'm not glued to my computer or my yeah. phone. Honestly, I had to set certain ringtones on my phones. So I knew to listen or pay attention because I'll just like, oh, whatever. Um, so true. so
2: Randy, what about you? How are you with self sabotage? Um, I think hmm, for me
0: I'm I tend to be pretty bad with it it that, that's a, a hard thing for me to answer. um, I guess it's it's easy, but it's hard for me to come up with the words to answer it because I know what I need to do, and I know um. The process, because I'm one of those people, you know, with that, I, I, I like to think of the process. Not only do I know where I am and where I need to be, but I think, okay, what, what steps do I have to take to actually get there? And then I get about halfway through, and then I realize, you know what? Nah, it's okay. And then I'll stop doing it. So that's, I deal mm-hmm. with that self-sabotage thing all the time. Um, I mean, with work, it's one of those things where i know in order to get ahead in certain pieces of my work i um i need to do x y and z well why have, have i not done x y and z why have i procrastinated so long because it's that it it comes down to that fear of of failing or putting all of this effort in and then realizing that hey you know what that effort was was pointless you know and that's and that's that you know Self-sabotage is really one piece of that is a fear of failing or the fear of success.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, I'm, go ahead.
0: Um, I was going to say, so there's um, overall, um, and, and I, again, I always look to you for a, a clinical side of it. Um, and what you guys teach and how you guys view things. And then I look at a lot of stuff from very much a personal standpoint and I know you do too, but I don't understand your side of it. Um, so I know there's two big pieces or two big, two big types of conscious versus, or sorry, of self-sabotage, conscious and unconscious. Um, kind of right now we're, we're going into, you know, what is self-sabotage um, not necessarily the why do we do it, but what is it? Um, so I want to I want to really define what self sabotage is. Um, do you see any other pieces beyond conscious and unconscious?
2: No, really. When okay. when we scrape it, when when you scrape the bowl
1: clean of all ingredients labels behaviors if you will what it comes down to is am i intentionally doing this or am i not
2: Mm -hmm.
1: right self-sabotage right when when we are not doing something consciously right um it's you know i'm gonna out myself through and through and and hopefully if my dietician is is watching or listening she'll be proud of me i actually have two waters next to me today all right because i made her a promise that i would drink more water and because water is very important for our bodies, but I'm really horrible about not drinking it. Not because I consciously think I'm not going to drink water today. I would love to just have one more Red Bull, right? Um, sugar-free. Uh, yeah. But because I just don't think about it because water's not tasty. Yeah. It's not enjoyable, but it's something that I need in my daily routine because of medical reasons, right? Um, So medical ailments that I have, water is going to be really helpful for some of the things I have going on, right? So why don't I do it? I just don't think about it. It's not tasty or delicious. Mm -hmm. It's kind of boring. And even though I have a cupboard full of perfectly fine and acceptable um, powder additives that I can use, I still don't do it. Just don't think about it, right? So that's something that subconsciously, you know, unconsciously, not subconscious, unconsciously, I'm doing to myself. I'm self-sabotaging myself that way because then I'm feeling lethargic and I'm like, oh, why am I so tired? Because I didn't have any water
0: today. Yep. Well, right? one, of, one of the um, things, and- sorry, one of the things that I used to do, um, and, I, and I think a lot of people deal with this too, when it comes to jobs. So, for instance, you know, self-sabotaging could very well be... um you know, I know that I have to, you know, kind of what I, was, what I was saying earlier. I know that I have to do X, Y, and Z in order to get ahead at the company. And yet subconsciously or unconsciously, I am not taking those steps. Or in in some cases, you know, maybe I don't really like my job. And that's not true. So for anybody who does know me at a professional level, I do like my job. Um, but let's say, for instance, I don't like my job and I start showing up late to work. You know, that's a very unconscious decision that you've made. Whether you know it or not, you've made that decision to start to sabotage your ability to do your job properly or just sabotage your job in general. Which makes it really, really hard because when somebody ends up noticing that you're showing up to late um, every day, that's going to take a huge hit on you in the future. You know, it's a, it's a Absolutely. very, it's a
2: very dangerous thing. Absolutely. I'm tossing something out to chat real quick.
0: Talk. And then, uh, um, for All anybody right, so- who doesn't know a, like a conscious decision would be, let's say for instance, taking medication. Um, so because we focus on mental health here, um, let's say you, you know that you have really bad anxiety, um, or, I've, I've I've had a lot of conversations about SSRIs over the last couple of weeks with people, um, not only in my personal life but even on stream too. Uh, one of the things that we've we've discussed is the SSRIs and the big impact it has on, let's say, for instance, your sex drive. So somebody knowing that you know you they have anxiety or they have uh They have depression or something like that. And they know that these medications are going to help them. But instead of taking the medication, they decide not to take the medication. That's a very conscious decision. They decide not to take those medications because, oh, well, it's going to create, you know, it's going to drop my libido. You know, it's going to create, it's going to impact a different part of my life. So instead of taking it for what it is and saying, hey, I can correct this issue. And with something else, let's say, or with a little bit of work or adjustment or something like that, I can then correct this issue. They just completely sabotage their mental health by not taking it. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with, at least from my experience, uh, the lack of, not only the lack of motivation or the, the wrong concept of um what we need to do with our,
2: you know, um, how can I say it? Thoughts. Opinions, yeah, I know. I know.
0: Well, uh, I was going to say what thoughts. Is? are. Yeah. What is, um, no, I mean, but just in, in the end though, you know, it's for me, I, I have a really hard time, um, sometimes taking my medication just because it's yet another thing that I have to focus on. And it's not part of that daily routine. It's not part of that habit. Um, and I, a, lot of, a lot of what I've, at least in my research and even in personal life, um, self-sabotage happens because we, it's breaking the mold of what our habits already are. So I know that if I'm not used to taking medication, if I've been taking you know, a medication for 20 years, it's part of my routine or should be part of my routine. If I have just started taking it, it hasn't worked its way into being a routine yet. And it's a very higher likelihood for it to be self-sabotage because you could very easily just pull yourself out and say, you know what? I'm dealing with these side effects here. Let's just stop taking it. Even though I know that it's going to help me down the road, let's stop taking it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I
2: was checking in with uh, chat warrior mentioned something really
1: cool. Um, that, so, so I want to back up real quick and make sure I address what you just said, Randy. So, and and this is something you and I talked about the other day, when we started talking about the topic, why do people not take their meds? Well, my experience, uh, in in the setting of work and why people don't is, and and this isn't true of everyone. Again, it's just my experience. Is that when you have someone, let's say, who's anxious or depressed, either one, and they're used to, let's go with anxiety for a second. With anxiety, right, the heart races, uh, the mind moves super fast, it's real forward, right? Some people might perceive that as problem solving, uh, you know, always forward thinking, and and they're not in the present moment, and they're kind of sometimes internally jittery you don't always see that externally sometimes you do sometimes you got the bouncing leg or or what have you um but when you take that away from them and you give them a medication that kind of stabilizes it and makes somebody normal my little air quotes there um and and really they they lose all of those feelings all, all those experiences right uh physiologically and psychologically it feels foreign. It doesn't feel normal anymore. So, why would they want to keep taking it? It's not normal, even though it is considered stabilizing the physiological and psychological behaviors. Right? Uh, it, it doesn't. It's foreign to the person, so it's not going to feel comfortable. Same thing with depression. You've got somebody who's kind of used to kind of this heavy, heavy feeling. Right? Heavy mental feeling. Heavy body feeling and it's everything's kind of maybe slow motion right you open up the refrigerator you look at it you stand and you're just like yep you take that away from someone right and and you you up it and you bring them to a you know i open the refrigerator look and you pull something out and you i'm gonna to that it's again a foreign feeling they don't like it right um bipolar disorder i'll address that one in particular because that's that's something where when i'm at work that is
2: a a labeled disorder where people consistently taking the medication is a difficult one. Mm -hmm. And because
1: individuals with bipolar disorder deal with such peaks and valleys, when you stabilize it and again, air quote, normal, make them normal um, or just stabilize those, those emotions and, and behaviors, man, they don't, they don't like it because they're used to that swing pattern. They've learned how to handle it, how to deal with it and where maybe the medical field fails and, and, you know, is warning. And, and I warn my patients. I'm like, all right. So when you take this medication, you have to be prepared that these symptoms we've talked about are going to change. Yep. And we give them either a grade or a, a number, right? I'll ask, you know, with anxiety, is what are the racing thoughts? Is that like, an a so it's like super high or is it a 10 right just depends how the the person perceives it. if they do better with letters or numbers and let's go with 10 right let's go numbers is it a 10 so it's dialed up high and you know but the the beating heart the racing heart is maybe a five okay that racing heart's going to go down to like a two and those racing thoughts likely going to go down to a five and a five to a ten with racing thoughts is a major shift and change not everybody always prepares people for that. Yep. And that can be a pretty empty feeling. Uh, and then, you know, if we have self esteem in there, self esteem concerns, you now, you know, now they don't feel worthy because, oh, I feel different. I feel foreign. I feel, what is this? Nobody told me about this. This isn't right. So we're out goes the med.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Um, that's one experience I have. I mean, there's other reasons. But I will say that's probably the most common that I run into um, is that people aren't prepared for what that shift is going to feel like and it's no. different for everyone and you think having a therapist on hand if you're if you're taking medication is super important and helpful for your own well-being to have a therapist on hand who can help guide you right medication's a walking stick and sometimes we need that walking stick forever sometimes we just need it for now right um, it's a beautiful space to remain curious within uh, that space of do I need this forever or do I need it for now? I don't know. I'm just going to be present in the moment with it and and do with it what I need to, which is take it like you're supposed to. Um, I'll I'll tell you, I had two individuals in my personal life this year that um, it was very, very tough to be part of this. And so it's kind of a hard story to share. Both of them on medications, Uh, psychotropics both stopped randomly taking their meds neither of these individuals know each other I the common person is me I know both of them anyway uh stopped taking it had suicidal thoughts psychosis and I had to help say yeah you know they they need additional help they're harmful to themselves and that was really really hard as a friend to say about two different friends Mm -hmm. um and, and and to witness it, and it's like, you guys, you know what I do for a living, let me help you, right? But this pride and this low self-esteem, these factors come in, right? And um, people are afraid to reach out for help no matter who they know, right? Um, but I'll tell you, you guys, not taking medication when you're supposed to um, is a real big deal because, you know, it might be okay, you do it here and there. and oh, I've done it before, I've done it before. Well, there's that one time that you do it. It's not right. There's yep. a reason there's instructions to it. Um, and it's just helpful not to do those things to yourself. Yep. Uh, that's self-sabotage.
0: Yep. And one of, one of the things, too, um, and something that I've said to a lot of people um, is, and this will be a little bit off topic, but when it comes to medication, um, sometimes it's a matter of finding the right medication. I know so many people who are anti-medication who say, you know what, I will never take an antidepressant. You know, you know, I took it one time and it made me a zombie. Well, then either the dose was too high or it wasn't the right medication for you. You know, something like Prozac is going to react very differently for some people than it is for others. I know quite a few people who it's Prozac has turned into basically a quote unquote zombie where they just stare into space Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, don't even know what's going on. And then I know other people who have taken Zoloft, something that I'm on, and who have either had really good experiences with it or have, you know, had really bad experiences with it. You know, not all, not all antidepressants, not all anti-anxiety or other medications are bad. Um, and one of the things, you know, one of the things that I've always told myself and to, to try to get away from the self-sabotaging piece when it comes to my mental health is I take the medication in order to allow myself the ability to deal with my problems. I don't take it as a this is, you know, this is gonna cure my issues. This is a, this is gonna put me in the right headspace and allow me to manage the rest of my life. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I know that when I'm not taking medication and I start to get stressed out, I start to feel that that anxiety and that um kind of aggression, I guess, start to come out a little bit more. So I get irritated more often. Kind of like, I'm I'm kind of on that permanent, um, I'm quitting smoking type of mentality, even though I don't smoke anymore. So it's, you know, if you've ever dealt with somebody who's uh, who's quitting smoking, you know, and, and they're always angry and they're, you know, they snap very quickly and they're, you know, ticking time bomb. Sometimes I feel like that is me when I'm not on medication. You know, so I take the medication in order to allow me to have that opportunity to not self sabotage myself, which is also me trying to save myself from, or I'm, I'm very heavily working on trying not to self sabotage that piece of it too. Because there's, there's days that I just get up and I'm like, you know what? I'm not really feeling it. Don't want to take my medication, but I know what kind of impact that's going to have on my mental health and my family, and everybody else around me
2: absolutely absolutely and forgive i'm like
1: i'm digging chat you guys are oh, joining good, in good. and i'm loving what you're writing so so for <laughs> it's probably better that i'm staring at something other than staring in the camera like it's a little weird
2: uh, come on
0: stacy um so i want to i want to talk about kind of the why we do it um so we know i guess we've we've kind of identified what self-sabotage is um at least i hope we did um by the way a few a few pretty i think solid examples that we we as humans kind of deal with on a regular basis. So for anybody who doesn't who doesn't really understand what self-sabotage is, um procrastination, uh even substance abuse. So alcohol, cigarettes, those sorts of things. Um that's self-sabotage because you're taking away not only your mental health, but your physical health, all those. And we all know it. We all know that that is what it's doing. And yet, we still dive into those. Um, stress eating, like I mentioned earlier about the job, chronic lateness. So, you know, if, if you're continuously, whether that's at work or let's say, for instance, Stacey, you and I are, you know, grabbing some food or something, and I end up 20 minutes late. And every single time that I go, it's 20 minutes late or 30 minutes late or 45 minutes late. And then I show up to work on a regular basis an hour late. You know, it's that type of thing when it becomes that kind of a habit, that's self-sabotage.
2: Absolutely.
0: So it could can, it, it can be normal things that we don't even notice. So I think one of the important things to understand, and we'll, we'll kind of jump into a little bit more of what we can do to manage the self-sabotage mentality. Um, but one of the things that uh, um, that we need to, to figure out when it comes to self, self-sabotage and really anything is at least identifying what it is we have a problem with. What is What are we sabotaging and why? And then from there, we can really start to figure out what we can do to actually manage that, that piece of our life. Um, but yeah, Absolutely. I want to... But do you have anything else on that before I jump into the why?
2: I do. It's, well... Mm. Yes, but I think we'll cover it again. I'll okay. just sit tight.
0: Okay. All right. <laughs> That's hard for you, isn't it? Um, it is. <laughs> so I mentioned in the beginning that uh, the the ideal self-sabotage is actually pretty, it's a very natural thing. So it's something that we do when it comes to like the, the fight or flight mentality. The problem is, so our brain works in a couple different ways. Um, And this uh, full disclosure, this comes from research that I've done over the last 24 hours um, and kind of things that I've known in the past as well. Um, So when we, when we succeed in something, um, we all know that kind of dopamine rush, that excitement that we get from, from succeeding, from doing something right. The problem is, is that our brain, we in a certain sense, we differentiate between a success and a failure. Um, but our brain, when it comes to that dopamine rush does not. So we, we get that feeling from achieving goals. Um, but then we also get that same dopamine rush from kind of avoiding a threat and avoiding something that's too difficult for us to be able to manage. Which makes it really, really hard for us to, um, to for, for us to really get into that, you know, the the fight or flight type of, you know, deciding which is, which are we're gonna handle. it's, it's I guess it's, it, scientifically speaking, I don't fully understand how that all works. You'd probably have a little bit more say in it. You're 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 looking at me like, yeah, yeah, let me talk
2: you good.
0: Go ahead. You're good.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. No, no. Well, I was going to say in the beginning when you were talking about like things we avoid, I was going to say, oh, so like how I avoid your phone calls?
0: Yeah, You avoid my phone calls, not my texts, though. You just texted I me was back holding like three on to a later. joke. Yeah. Uh huh.
1: I know. <laughs> no, um, no, go ahead. I was, I was um, holding on to
0: the joke. Uh huh. So, but no, but, but, but seriously, though, like, so when it comes to self sabotage, though, we don't really, our brain doesn't know the difference between the two. We're still getting that dopamine rush. We're still getting that um, that excitement. So if we're avoiding a threat, which our brain could very easily say, hey, like we, we we mentioned earlier, you know, either we're going to get that good feeling of succeeding in something, or we're gonna get that good feeling of, you know, I know I need to drink water, but I'm going to avoid drinking water. Because of X reason, well, now I'm achieving something else, but I'm completely avoiding this as my brain is thinking it's a threat. Hopefully, that makes sense. So we're getting water that.
2: Water is totally a threat.
0: Well, it is. Well, and, and honestly, like the water itself isn't the threat, but the the work that you have to put into getting into a healthy state a healthy state is the threat. You know, because absolutely in- good.
2: I was going to say absolutely and, and
1: and I'll I'll put it out there. I don't know if I've mentioned this before on on the podcast but I'll I'll throw it out there. I have diabetes type 2 diabetes and um diabetes in particular can is very taxing on the kidneys for anyone who doesn't know, right? And it can the medications can dehydrate you. There's another medication that I take that dehydrates me. Not drinking water like I should dehydrates me. So um I'm a walking
0: dehydrated
1: human. mess i don't know yeah i'm dehydrated i'm not dehydrated right but i know when i am because my my fingers will wrinkle and i'm like oh man you know so um it is imperative to my health uh literally uh my health truly depends on on me drinking water and this is a a consistent thing that i'm i'm working on Uh, You know, each month when I talk to the the dietitian, I've been with her two years. She's amazing. We come up with new ways to try things, Um, and and I'm way better than I used to be. Way better than I used to be. But you know, my body needs it, requires it. If I want to be healthy twenty years from now and not have diabetes hurt my kidneys, I got to do this now, right? And it's super important. And it's a matter of making sure that we understand why something is important to us and that we place value in ourselves right and that can be hard if we're we're struggling with self-esteem and things like that and i I've, I've seen that kind of pop up in the chat a little bit you know for me it's an inconvenience because my job requires me to be you know one on one right hour after hour i've eight 10 hour days uh can't get up and run to the bathroom right as often as i might need to if i was drinking the right amount of water it mm-hmm. doesn't work that way um so so it's hard you know i gotta get clever i have to be creative with it um and and that's part of the reason i don't do it it's like i can't handle the interruption and i'll, I'll be honest with you guys my dietitian, uh she said to me her name's emily
2: she said to me she said aren't you worth 30 seconds? Aren't you worth that? And I'll tell you guys what,
1: man, oh man, if she didn't hit me like a ton of bricks with that comment, I was like, well, hot damn, I sure am worth 30 seconds. I'm worth more than 30 seconds. Shit. Right. And I told her, I was like, she knocked me on my butt by saying that. Uh, She kind of took something I would say to somebody and spun it Mm -hmm. on me. She's clever. She's very clever. And, And since that comment, I've been doing way better, right? I'm about, you know, more than what I've been. (laughs) Doesn't matter how much I'm drinking, but still more water than I have been. So it's a matter of recognizing, you know, the importance of what it is you're doing too and the value of it. Right. Um, Going back to self-care a little bit, I want to dive into some details for a minute Um, because I am, I'm holding on to all this and storing it, but my, poor little brain is you know overflowing the brain's only the size of two fists
0: do what you gotta do buddy
1: you didn't (laughs) my random knowledge your brain's this big your stomach and your heart big as one fist stomach heart anyway random knowledge for your day um but no it's so i want to back up a little bit go back up to like some examples um that you gave of self-sabotage right procrastinating you know procrastination It's part of self-sabotage and it can come from, you know, a space. Here's my good friend, you know, a personal friend, but I call her a good friend because I love her work. I feel like we're friends. Uh, Brene Brown, researcher in in shame. And um, she's got her book um, on perfectionism, right? And uh, she talks a lot about how we will procrastinate because it's part of perfection, which is actually housed in anxiety. Right. And it's all part of self sabotage and shame, things like that. Right. Um, When we look at substance abuse, a lot of people, you'll have a hard day, right. And you come home and I don't know, you light up a a joint or you'll crack a drink, right, to relax, to unwind. It's actually, if you need either one of those substances to help you unwind, time to even if it's one it's time to check in with yourself and go wait whoa where's my mindset right because when we reach for controlled substances that alter our mindset and they are things that can have the potential to be negative addictions you know we we need to kind of check in Mm -hmm. Uh, it's real real important and it's a slippery slope um, you know, you have a beer at night. No, that doesn't make you an alcoholic, right? There there are actual guidelines to that stuff, right? You smoke a, a joint every day. It doesn't mean you're, you know, I don't know. What would they call that, Randy? Pothead. Okay.
0: The, so, the, kids, they, the kids call it pothead. pothead kids.
1: Okay. So, uh, the kid, like you're that old.
0: You know, kids I'm only like, like, I'm only a couple years younger than you, right? You know that
1: I have more okay. than that, more than that. Um, okay. So, so anyhow, but it's, it's really important to check in with yourself as to why are we doing what we're doing food, right? Um, one of the things I specialize in at work is eating disorders, right? Uh, I work a lot with binge eating. I also work uh, on, on the other end of everything with um, restrictive eating behaviors too. And when we binge eat or, you know, that's also, you know, part of self-sabotage, right? Because we find food, right? When food becomes love and food is no longer fuel for the body, we're mistreating it. We have a poor relationship with it, Um, right? Um, Chronic lateness, that comes back into, you know, if you're not happy in your job, you got to look at, you know, what can you change if anything, right? Right. And part of that becomes, you know, what's your routine? Are you going to work? Do you, you know, you wake up in the morning, you go to work, you come home, you eat, you watch some TV, goof around on the Internet, go to sleep, repeat, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's COVID time, so not a lot of us are going out right now, right? But, um, or, you know, if it was a different time and you were going out, right, eat, sleep, drink, repeat type thing, Um important to check in with yourself as to what am i doing for myself versus what am i doing to myself right and i use that phrase a lot at work well what are you doing for yourself versus what are you doing to yourself doing something to yourself is self-sabotage doing
2: something for yourself is self-care right um so yeah oh intimacy commitment issues i'm looking at our
1: notes intimacy commitment issues Um, I have commitment issues committing to anything Randy wants from me, but that's a choice. That's That's not self-sabotage. That's just protecting.
0: No, that's just sabotage of us. Sabotage of us. It's not self-sabotage. It's okay. Protection. Wow.
2: No,
1: but no. And I'm watching chat. I'll catch up. I'll catch up with you in a minute, chat.
2: But I want to, yeah, I want to make sure we talk about chat stuff because I asked them to chime in. You're so paying, that's all I got. Those
0: are my. Uh, I was say you're you you're, saying? you're paying uh, better attention to chat than I am. I've been bad I about am. that tonight. I love I, you, chat. That's love you guys.
1: That's great. You can do more chatting, like talking, and I'll do the chatting.
0: Sure. <laughs> the chat. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, because I love what they're writing, and and I want to mm-hmm. help, and and I've said you yeah. know there's to a couple that I'm going to bring up those topics, and we will, we will. Yeah, if there's something you guys are specifically dealing with um, let us know and and we'll try to help problem solve with you. Um, this stuff is hard. It's hard. It's not, you know, we're not, nobody's, nobody's perfect at any of this stuff, right? It takes practice. It takes, um, you know, making yourself a priority, right? And earlier it was mentioned, you know, if you have low self-esteem, that can be difficult to do. Yes, it can. Mm -hmm. And, and again, that's, and I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but that's where, you know, having a therapist, a, a therapist you gel with, somebody you work well with, is really helpful. And and I don't mean to keep making plugs for what I do for a living by any means, but, you know, it is, and I've had therapists, I, I love it because it's somebody on the outside that I can go to and I can say, okay, here's what I did. And here's what they did. And or here's the situation. Right. And I can be my authentic self and, and out myself safely because the person sitting across from me isn't there to judge me. That's not their space. Yep. That's not their space. Right. Um, they're there just to help me see things through a different lens. And I've been very lucky most times. I've had a couple therapists. I had one fall asleep on me. It's true. And I kindly left. I went back one more time. Same thing happened again. And I yeah. kindly never went back again. I had another one shopping me for, um, trying to figure out if she could work where I worked because she didn't like where she was. Wow. never went back there either.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't recommend that. I
1: also did. Yeah, I didn't let her well, work with me either.
0: And, and that's the thing. Those are the, those are the types of counselors that oh. if, you go, if you go to them and you tell them, hey, I, I know I'm sabotaging my life or I'm sabotaging this piece of my life, they're not going to be there to help you. And and it's unfortunate. Those are the people that are going to be in it for themselves. And that's going to happen in any industry. It shouldn't be happening in counseling, but it does. Um, So that's where, that's where, you know, you and I have, and and basically everybody else has really talked about making sure you find the right person. (laughs) It's just like medication. You know, if you're taking a medication, it's a matter of finding the right medication that's going to work for you. You need to find the right counselor that's going to work for you because not everyone's going to mold. Some people are, some people might walk into a, into a, a counseling session, know that 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 counselor doesn't like where they work and wants to come work where you work. And some people are going to be perfectly fine with that. Hey, great. Cool. Yep. But that's not for me. So I'm going to move on and I'm going to go somewhere else.
1: Absolutely. And you know, someone could walk in and I, I usually when I meet somebody new I'm like, hey, let's have a consultation. Let's make sure yep. you like me, you know, and let's make sure I think I can help you. Right. Yep. And, and I'll do, you know, my first appointment is free. Right. It's on me. And and really, it's to make sure that when they see me, there's no triggers. I might remind them of somebody and, and you'd be surprised. People will tell you, oh, you remind me of so-and-so. And I'll ask, is that a good thing or a bad thing? And I'm gauging, am I triggering you or not? Right. I can't change. The, I, I won't change the way I look. I look this way. This is who I am. Right. Um, and, and if I'm a trigger, then let's find you someone who is maybe if you like my skill set, let's find someone who's a similar skill set, but maybe doesn't look like yep. me. Or can we work through that trigger? Right. So um, I know myself personally, I put a lot of care and attention into those that I sit across from because it's an honor yep. to be sitting across from them.
0: They've, can't they've chosen every therapist. No, they've, they've chosen to take their time to come talk to you. And they're, they're taking great. a half hour, an hour, whatever, out of their time to come and trust you with whatever information they want to share. So, yeah, and if you, if you end up, yeah, and if you end up not being the right person for that, then, hey, great. But I'm willing to help yes. you move to somewhere else that, you know, now that I've gotten to understand who you are, maybe I have a little more understanding of what's going to work for you. And I have right. my own circle and, of people you know- that are going to help.
1: Absolutely. And I've had patients where, you know, we get to a point where it's like, I might be at the end of the road with you. It might be the end of our journey. And, and I'll help somebody find somebody new, um, you know, go on psychology today together and and see what we got. Um, you know, I'm not too proud to say, you know, I'm not for everybody. But there are other people who I am. And that's awesome. And and I think it's so important just as people shop me and i shop therapists you guys should do the same for yourselves right yep. and it's it's i think it's again it's a really cool thing and right now most of us are operating via telehealth right so it can be a good thing or a bad thing that you're in your home right depending on your situation i'll tell you i've got people who go out to their car drive down to a park and that's where we chat mm-hmm. right and it's it's fun it's it, I we create you know some fun out of it because it's you know just being flexible and adjusting right i transformed one of my rooms into my office it's awesome right um you've also wanted to do that for a
0: long time though so i have i I, I admit you
1: guys i i love telehealth um i think it's a in person is is definitely it has its benefits it really Mm -hmm. really does but how I am on camera is the same way I am in person. Yep. Um, you just can't see me sitting Indian style as I am. All
0: right. Um, so one thing that's, that's come <laughs> up quite a bit, not only in this conversation, but in chat also is, mm. um, and, and legend actually uh, brought it up fine. Um, the difference between self-sabotage versus self-care. Yes. Um, because warrior warrior asked the question, um, what is, when does making yourself a priority become um, a selfish thing?
2: Yes. So, so what are your thoughts on that
0: one? Um, I think when it, it becomes, uh, at least from that question, when it comes to a point of harming your other relationships or harming other elements of your life, that's when it becomes a problem. So if, if I'm, if I'm willing to spend all my money on some, on myself, but then my family never gets any money or I end up coming back and saying, yeah, I'm sorry, we don't have the money, but I'm going to go out and, and spend, you know, 60, 70 bucks on a video game. That's a problem. That's, that's, that's that's not self-care. Self-care could be, I go out and you know what? I'm, you know, on a video game standpoint, I go out. I spend 60 bucks on a new video game because it's something that I want. Great self-care. But now if I'm, if I tell warrior, for instance, Hey, you know what? We don't have the money to spend $60 on, on your game. And then a week later I go out and spend $60 for myself. That's a problem because that's sabotaging Mm -hmm. my relationship with somebody else.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And um I'm, scanning chat just to catch up on a few things yeah. um okay cool um i i caught uh Houston the conversation
1: about taking the the edge off because you don't drink don't smoke i don't yeah. either yeah. um it's not my thing never has been i dig on tea uh, and and that's kind of my go-to routine i meditate all that good stuff yeah. um so yeah i don't I don't do that either. And so, so perfect question. When does self-sabotage and self-care, when can you cross the line and self-care becomes selfishness, Mm -hmm. right? And, and you're right. When we start, I would say this, we have to be able to identify our needs and our wants in life and, and make sure that they're being met. And our needs are our basic needs. I need to pay my bills. I need to t- put clothes on every day. I need to, you know, t- go to work. I need to this. I need to that, right? Whatever your, your list of needs are, those are important and, and need to be met. Wants are, like today, I wanted to go to Lush so I could get some bath bombs and things, nice things, so I could take this next month and, and really push out this self-care routine and, and put myself to the challenge, right? put myself to a good solid challenge on, on upping my game a little bit. And um, that's a want when my wants start to trump my needs. Right. And my wants start to trump the needs of others. Right. So if someone came to me, Randy, if you came to me and said, Stace, I really need to talk. I've got something going on and uh, I need you. And I was like, Yeah. I want to go to lush though. So yeah, you're going to have to like wait, (laughs) right? If I did that to you, that's selfish. Yep. Straight up. I could say to you very easily, okay, what time do you want to talk? I got something else I'm kind of looking to do, but what are you looking for? Right. And if you're like now, then I would adjust, right? If I didn't adjust that's selfish, right? That's taking my self care to another level and being selfish. Um, being able to effectively communicate with yourself and with others is super important. Mm-hmm. So being able to ask yourself, okay, what is it I need? And what is it I want?
2: Those things, again, needs and wants are kind of like, what am I doing to myself? What am I doing for myself? Um, those are, are probably <laughs> got a co-star coming in here. Um, those are things to
1: um, ask yourself Often, am I doing something to myself right now? Or am I doing something for myself? Um, so yeah,
0: and and one Ready, of the, can you, of, you? Oh, go ahead. I'm just going to add. Um, you know, with your example, you know, self sabotaging would be, you know, in, in your exact scenario, it, it could go one of two ways. It could either go the self care or the self sabotage, because if you, if somebody comes to you and says, "Hey, I really need your help. Can you talk?" And you say, you know, and you say yes, and you skip going to Lush, something you really, really want to do, that's, take, that's self-sabotaging yourself or your mental health or whatever that piece is. If you right. are willing to still do what you want to do, but make, incorporate what somebody else needs from you, that's self-care. Because you're taking care of yourself and you're taking care of the relationships in your life.
2: Absolutely.
1: And I'll give you a great example. Um, <laughs> I ran into this actually yesterday. Uh, I received a message uh, on, on Facebook about 6.30 in the morning. It said, hey, I really need to talk to you, ASAP. And I was like, oh, shit, ASAP. Okay. Uh, I take that seriously. Mm-hmm. And um, Randy, don't start doing that to me unless it is ASAP.
0: <laughs> Okay, what, if I do, what, if I, what
1: if I do 2 a.m.? Is that all right? No, I'll be sleeping. Um, or I'll panic. But no. Oh, yeah. so, so they said, hey, can you talk? And I said, you know, I can't. So they said, I need, and actually, they said, I need an hour of your time. Mm-hmm. And I was in a position where I, I couldn't talk for an hour. I said, you know, I, I can't talk. But um, I, my cat's trying to step on the computer, forgive me. Um, but I can text. And, and that's exactly what I did. So I, I multitasked. Now, this resulted in me being late for an uh, by an hour. Uh, it resulted in me forgetting my medication in the morning, right? And I was on my way up north to see family. And I was about 20 minutes away from home. And I was like, oh, crap. I forgot my meds. And knowing that I'm going up and, and we were going to have some food that, you know, a little bit more carbohydrate driven, it was really important that I take my medication and so I had called the spouse and I said hey is it going to be a real big deal if I turn around and I'm an hour late and of course I'm hoping he's going to say no it's not a big deal and I told him I said I I forgot my meds and I I really need to take them and he's like no please be an hour late it's going to be fine I'm like all right I'm really sorry because I was already running behind by a half hour and but I made myself a priority right I had to I needed to and I wanted to, mm-hmm. and the way I presented it to him when I communicated, cause it was his family we were going to see. And, uh, you know, we were on time for my family, but we're going to run late for his. I felt terrible about it, but I needed to do this for yeah. myself. Um, and I wasn't going to skip. And, and I was glad I turned back around and I profusely apologized to everyone. I mean, his family is incredibly gracious, um, with that stuff. But I mean, it's, it's a matter of making yourself a priority because you're worth it. Right. And again, This all happened because I helped somebody out in the morning, right? I had a two and a half hour drive north um, to see them, right? So I was going to spend, what, five hours on the road and I'm cut short an hour of, of visiting because I helped somebody, threw off my own routine, right? Had to turn back around just to correct my wrong, but it was okay. And the reason it was okay was because I thought to myself, you know what? I'm really glad I was there for somebody and I helped them. And I'm really glad that I communicated effectively to my, my, my partner and that I have a really awesome family that loves me and understands. Right. Yep. Um, so super uh, important to make sure you keep yourself a priority for the right reasons. And I'll tell you guys what, would I have been able to make it yesterday if I didn't? Sure. But it wouldn't have been fun uh, at all. I would have had to be super mindful about stuff, right? It's not do or die if I don't take my medication, but it's not smart.
2: Not so,
0: to. adding, I guess um, I want to jump into something that you mentioned: um, having a, that supportive family and having that that supportive base where of people who understand that hey, this is what you do, this is what the situation that happened, what happens, and. That's another area that we've had a lot of conversations in my chat during the normal stream as well. What happens when you're in a situation like that? And let's say the family got mad at you or your husband was like, no, I need you here on time. What do you do? Yes.
1: That is a great point. I'm so glad you said that
2: because not everybody has what I have. And I'll tell you. I'm just, I got really cool in-laws. I'm just going to mm-hmm. say it.
1: Uh, so uh, I'm not going to say, oh, it's based off, you know, how I presented myself and how they met me. No, I, they're just really awesome people. Um, but no, I would say when when you have people who are you a hard time, it's a matter of in your own head and heart, knowing your intention. And this is where self-esteem comes into play having good self-esteem and being able to say, no, I'm making myself a priority because I'm worth it and I matter. Okay. Right. If he did get frustrated with me and, and fussy with me, I still would have turned around and I would have said, you know, if I don't turn around, this can actually impact me, you know, tomorrow and I'm not going to feel good. And I've got the podcast and that's not acceptable. That's not good. So I will tell you guys, self-esteem is a big component of being able to stand up for yourself in a situation where you don't have that support. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about being grandiose and, and bigger than them and, you know, (laughs) bigger than life. No, just being able to say, you know what, I need to do this. And how you communicate is imperative. How you present it. Right. You know, I, I started out, is it going to be a big deal if I turn around looking back at it, I probably would have actually presented it differently because I gave him the option to determine and decide whether or not mm-hmm. it was going to be a big deal, right? I might have phrased it a little differently looking back at it, but I can't change it. So I'm not going to beat myself up over it. But um, how we communicate in a situation where we know things can get tense and ugly, all in how you say it. And it's all about your own self-esteem that you 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 do or don't yeah. have.
0: And that's that's one of the things that really kind of manifests the the self-sabotage in people is that lack of self-worth. The lack of, you know, hey, you know what? My time isn't worth it or my happiness isn't worth it because it's about everybody else's happiness or something along those lines. Because had he said, no, you need to be here, you could have very easily, could have, you had two choices you could have said well forget it i'm going back anyways or you could have gone and now it's going to be a really miserable time for you for him for everybody else you know you were not going to feel well there was going to be problems right so being an hour Absolutely. late for a bunch of other of a bunch of other issues and kind of to your point you know when you in a situation like that thankfully your better half is very supportive so uh, I would I would I would venture to say that there is not a chance in hell he's going to say, no, you need to be here now. But for those
1: I'd look at him, too. I'd be like, do you know me?
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but for <laughs> but for the people who don't have that kind of support, I think, you know, to your point of, yeah. of making sure that you meant you say it in the right way, calling up your spouse and saying, hey, I'm turning around. Here's what happened. I need to turn around to get my medication hundred percent, yes. Because it it very well could have been, no, I need you here now. And then then now you're torn between pissing off your partner and your own self-care. And now you're sabotaging yourself, your relationship, and it's a much bigger issue. So thinking about how you're going to word those things is really, really important in how the overall conversation is going to go
1: absolutely. And, and Randy, you, you know how I feel about effective communication. I think we could do an entire year's worth of, (laughs) yeah, we could do an entire year's worth of podcasts on effective communication. And that is something my, my, my spouse and I, Dan, Dan and I go round and round on, we communicate very differently. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I often I'll tease and, and I'm kind of poking at him. I'm like, you beep and cluck, man. Like what? say it and and it, and that's not necessarily nice to me that's me kind of going poking at him a little bit poking fun at him mm-hmm. you know and he's like oh you're so long you know you're you know i'm you know i never stop right and he's just like are you finished yet mm-hmm. i'm like but there's another point it's like right? it's like so talking to a
0: five-year-old too
1: efficient <laughs> sometimes
0: yeah sometimes, sometimes.
1: but you And the best thing is we, we know this about ourselves. He knows that, you know, maybe he could communicate a little bit more in depth. I know that I need to dial it down with the depth, right. Mm -hmm. Or dial it up. I need to be a less detailed. Um, and, and so we know that. So I think that helps us. Right. Um, but really again, effective communication, man, it, it matters. It matters so much. We had, um, we had a family member get sick with coronavirus and a text message came through and all these questions arose afterwards. And I looked at Dan, I said, you know, had this text message been constructed this way, that would have resolved these five questions Mm -hmm. and we'd be on a different path right now. And and now I'm on the outside looking in, it's not my space to necessarily text anybody and critique them and go, "Um, you should have been a more effective communicator right? But I just, it was something I observed. And in my head, I made note, I was like, hmm, if I'm ever confronted with something where it's very conflicting, I need to make sure that I think about it all. And I answer as many questions with just effective detail, not too much. I
0: I have a really hard time not correcting people on that. Because there's, there's been so many, like, I, I, this is where academically I have a big problem because I could very, and, and you and I have had this conversation many, many times before when I was in my, doing my bachelor's degree and I could take an entire, you know, let's say we had to do a five page paper. I could basically break that five page paper down to a page and say everything that I could possibly say in that five page paper down in a page because I'm taking each sentence and meticulously adding specific details in there to answer all the questions. So it's really hard for me. And you can ask warrior or anybody who really knows me that I have a really hard time not saying, well, if you would have done it this way, then it would have been completely different. And I know I can't do that because I know that's ripping apart what somebody else is doing. And that's something that you've taught me. Yes. But it's, it's difficult because, you know, kind of t- to your point, though, you know, sometimes it's maybe just a word. Having a single word that you add or do not add into a sentence that completely changes the meaning. and by, and, and by adding that one word, you've now either triggered something that is going to go really good or really bad. You know, so having an understanding of at work, we started and I'm really proud of my my work for doing this because we started <laughs> pushing out the disk tests. It's a basic basic test, so it's not the the good like one of my jobs back in twenty thirteen i uh i I had to do one where I literally sat down for two hours and had to answer questions and basically do an interview, and they did a full like thorough um analysis of my of my disk um ranking. And we just did like a 20 minute, you know, answer these 15 questions type of thing. But just the idea of taking a test like that and knowing who you're up against. So, you know, what kind of communicator your husband is. If you didn't know, and it was, if, if it was somebody else, so let's say for instance, you start talking to, I'll pick somebody out of chat, Welkin. Okay. You start talking to him. You know nothing about him. Something that you say or don't say could completely change the, the, the meaning of the entire sentence just based on who he is and how he perceives certain things. So knowing how Absolutely. to, in a very general sense, when I write an email, whether it's professionally or personally, I'm, again, very meticulous about how I word things. Because I try to make sure, and it takes me forever to, to write emails sometimes. Because I know that who, whoever I'm sending it to or whoever they might forward it to is going to perceive it differently. So being able to just have that basic communication skill is really important in being able to satisfy that, that family atmosphere to an extent. Kind of getting back to the, the, the original question, you know, if you don't have those people who are going to support you, make sure you know how to communicate with those people or at least, right. or at least thin it out enough, thin your, your question out or your response out enough so that you can have just enough detail where there's not a million questions. Absolutely. Like, this is what's happening. Boom, we're moving on.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And it kind of, this goes around back up to a uh, little Eskimo 87 had said, um, you know, when they're in conversations with people, sometimes they don't want to open up. Right. Um, Because they they feel like they might not be understood, uh, I believe is what it was. And that um, the the people that they're talking to might see them as weak. Right. So there's judgment.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And um, I remember once being at a family party and I had picked up my niece and I was spinning her around and I was just elated. I was just so happy. It was a family party that myself and another individual were hosting and um it was a housewarming party and um I was just kind of I think I was doing airplane with her or something and she was just you know giggling and and my niece Jessica had the most amazing giggle uh when she was younger and um I mean I had somebody look at me and say oh you know how much you've been drinking Randy you know me I've never been a a big drinker in my life you know I've gone out and I party from time to time or whatever but
2: it's not something that I do on a
1: Yeah, very few and far between and even more now, right? Um, But I was really insulted and hurt by that. And I said, wow, I haven't been. And I put my niece down and I I kept my distance from that individual. Mm -hmm. Um, And I will tell you to this very day, I remember that. And I still see this person from time to time. And uh, I still have a feeling about that. I still, and it's been... 20 years I think I don't even know how long it's been been a long time close to 20 years if not already um but I still remember that right I remember not necessarily all of the words that person said but I remember how they made me feel they made me feel small and it did I felt small and and so I kind of want to take what little Eskimo 87 said and take that example I just gave and kind of wrap something else in there randy you've known me a very long time and and your family's known me a long time you remember when i was the yes girl and i was like yes mm-hmm. i'll do this yes i'll do that yes yes and i remember when your daughter leah was born i believe um or when her mom went in the hospital one of the two i had just come from something else and i was kind of running a little bit late and i came in and i was like i'm here <laughs> i made yeah. it right and and I remember your mom's, and I don't remember exactly anymore what she said, but again, remembering how it made me feel. Um, but she said something to me to the effect of, when are you going to learn to start telling people no and prioritizing yep. yourself? And I remembered, I learned the fine art of the word no at that point, And I went very far <laughs> to the extreme and everything was no, 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 no. <laughs> yep. Because I... I was a yes girl. I would say I, I would self-sabotage unknowingly just because I wanted to help people, not because it necessarily stroked my ego. Not at all. I just was happy that, or oh, you need help and, and I believe I can help you. So let me do that. Whatever it might be moving advice, um, babysitting, you name it. I did it. Um, you know, I just enjoyed helping. And, and, and at the time I was single and could do it.
0: Yep. And the thing is right? too, it's not, in your situation, um, people had told you that multiple times. I told you that multiple times. You know, hey, you need to think about yourself. You need to do this. Sometimes it takes just that one moment to hear it. Yes, Like you, you could hear it's it a million times. And it's that one moment at the right time for it to just sink in. And that completely changes everything. In your Absolutely. situation, you allowed it to, to become something and to change who you are. That's really the important, the important piece of that is knowing that, you know, Hey, you know what I am important, recognizing that and being able to make that change and not allowing everybody else to dictate everything that I'm doing.
2: Absolutely. And
1: I remember I was in school full time. I was working, I Mm -hmm. think two jobs might've been three at the time. Uh, I would often work multiple part-time jobs just to make ends meet because I funded all of my education myself. Yep um yeah i mean i i remember that and and it was such a cool moment for me when i reflect back on the the touchstone moments and when i say a touchstone moment that's when someone said something that impacted me right so that 20 years ago incident at the family party that impacted me not positively though it's kind of more like a, a negative so smaller smaller stone if you will because i'm not going to let the negative be bigger than the positive. So I make that a small stone. But Randy, when your mom said to me what she said, it was, it was the, the right time, the right moment. Many people often told me, you need to stop running yourself ragged. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. You're right. Again, I didn't have anything else going on and I enjoyed helping people um, because I knew what it was like to need help and not have anyone. But, and but here's, here's, I enjoyed being in a, well, oh, go ahead.
0: I was going to say here's where you end up getting into the problem though is you're saying that you had nothing going on and yet you had a million things going on. You had nothing Dead. for yourself Dead. going on.
1: Yes. So and the, and I was filling it I was yep. filling it with with again doing things for other people. And that's not a bad thing but when it's at the cost of your own well-being. Yep. That's when again self-care self-care could be for somebody helping others and taking care of others because they feel good doing it and they like doing it. And when it comes at the cost of your own well-being and your own wellness, and many people are saying to you, Hey, slow down. You yep. might want to listen to them, right? You, the moment with your mom, that's a big touchstone, right? That's something when I, when I start running myself ragged um, and I do from time to time because I, just do a lot of stuff. That's just the kind of human I am. Um, I stop and I think about that. It is something that stays with me. And I'm like, nope. What am I doing to myself? What am I doing for myself? Am I being, you know, even? Um, And it's important that we actively make choices to keep certain moments as positive reinforcement. You just said, you guys, you know, I took a negative and I made it smaller than the positive. The positive's bigger. We often default to making the negative big. Yep. But I choose not to do that. It's a choice. Just like when I went to the store, the grocery store today, uh, after I went to lunch, I went to the grocery store and I'm like, darn it, I want some popsicles. All right. I have a choice. I can either get the real super sugary ones and, and make it, a you know, a meal. Terrible idea. <laughs> or I could get the lower sugar ones that maybe aren't right? For anybody, yes. Diabetes or not, bad idea. Or I could get the lower sugar ones that maybe aren't as yummy or big, right? But they're a good little snack and they fall right into the, the frame of what I'm looking for. I had a choice. What was I going to do to myself or for myself? I did something for myself. I got the, the lower sugar ones because they're better for me in general, uh, illness or no illness, right? And they're good. Right. I made that choice. And so a lot of this, when we're looking at, you know, how do I, how do I build my self-esteem? How do I not self-sabotage? It's a choice.
2: Yep. It's so th- that
1: easy. It really is. And that's the part that sucks.
0: Yeah. Is so it that easy? There's, there's two, two areas I want to hit. Cause we, we have about 30 minutes or so, about a half hour left. Um, but I, there's two areas that I really want to hit. Um, identifying the triggers of self sabotage so what what are you sabotaging why are you sabotaging all of that and then what people can do to actually overcome like once they've they've identified it how do you fix it it's not something that it's going to be fixed overnight because like we we mentioned earlier it's habits you know it's it's being able to take what habit you have now because obviously the habit you have now is part of that sabotage of something, you know, you need to be doing. So if we're, um, if we're, um, if we've, if we're able to identify what the problem is, then we can start working on a long plan of saying, okay, you know, kind of like I mentioned earlier, what I do is here's where I am. Here's where I want to be. And what steps do I have to take? The problem is keeping yourself on track, to get to that point. So that's where I want to, you know, I want to talk about what can we do to stop that self-sabotage and that, just that that's our willingness to sabotage ourselves.
2: Absolutely. First things is, well, kind of goes back to
1: self-esteem, which maybe this is a topic we should put on our radar. Yeah. Um, how do we improve our self-esteem? To stop self-sabotaging, you got to go to square one.
2: Do you like yourself? Are you friends with yourself? How do you talk to the person in your mind? Right? If we have a bad relationship with ourselves, if we don't like ourselves, we don't
1: have good self talk, it's going to be real hard not to self sabotage. Mm -hmm. Um, And and, uh, someone made a great point, right? You'll be a, the, the, you know, they say yes a lot because they're trying to seek approval and friendship. Go back to square one. Do you like yourself? How's that self-talk? Yep. Right. When I, when I screw up and I do something, um, I'll say something silly to myself, like, well, that wasn't really intelligent or that wasn't so smart. And then I'm like, ah, I got to say three nice things about myself. All right. I like that. I took time this morning to get ready. I like that I ate breakfast, and I like that uh, I'm motivated, right? I'll actually, and I, I do this every time, you guys, and I'm, I'm being honest with you. And there's times I'll mutter it, and my husband's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Don't worry about it," because sometimes Don't I say it out loud. Me. Usually, it's in my head, right? Yeah. Don't you judge me? Um, but no, um, and and so, and I I used to do this with my nieces when they'd pick on each other. I'm like, "Nope, you can't say shut up. You gotta say three nice things." And as I grew up, I thought, oh, that's pretty clever, you know? And mm-hmm. so when I would say things to myself that aren't so nice, I don't say three nice things. Now, I will tell you, I do less negative self-talk now um, than ever before because I've been continually working on that in life and, and you know, learning who I am, becoming friends with who I am. Um, but that's where it begins. That's truly where it begins. And if you can say, yes, I like myself. Okay, do you like the good parts and the bad parts? Because we all have bad parts. There's not one of us that is Pollyanna, good, happy all the time, right? I'll put myself out there. that I'm not always happy. Sometimes I'm fussy. Sometimes I'm sad, right? Randy, how about you? You ever get fussy or sad?
0: No, never. Nope. Never. Just, Just don't ask Warrior, please. (laughs)
1: right we we have everyone has that breaking point that boiling point right liking yourself means you accept that you have a breaking point too and you can identify it doesn't mean you have to like it right when I get overwhelmed and I have you know that that boil over moment I don't necessarily like how that feels and it's always something that when I reflect back I'm like okay how could I have done a little bit better or differently What could I have done to improve that? And I always work towards it, right? I don't beat myself up for it because I'm human, right? Um, I would say to you guys, do the same thing, right? If you say you like yourself, you got to like the good, the bad, and everything else in between, right? Um, It's super important Uh to be able to identify that. Then, you know, and there's loving yourself. Do you love who you are? Well, that comes with self-care, self-talk, right? That kind of comes down the line. So do you like yourself? How do you talk to yourself in your mind, right? I have conversations all day long with myself. And I don't just ask myself questions, I answer. Today, when I went to Lush, I had to stand outside in a line. And I got there and I thought, ooh, I haven't had to wait in a line yet other than you know, one of the grocery stores I went to way back in April or May. And I was like, do I want to stand here? And I thought, yeah, it's worth it, right? Ask the question, answered it. And just ask questions, right? I answer myself. And then, you know, this is worth my time. Yeah, I'm going to be excited when I leave and, and I'm going to be happy. And yeah, I made the trip all the way out here. It was a half hour drive, right? It's worth it. Um, So being able to communicate effectively in your own mind with yourself, Right. When you can get to a space where you can do that stuff and feel good about it, walk away from it saying, yeah, I'd talk to somebody out loud that way.
2: Mm-hmm. I'd
1: treat somebody that way, the way I just treated myself. Yeah, and, and feel good about it, positive about it. That's where the self-worth starts to improve. That's where self-care starts to become easier. That's where identifying what am I doing to myself, for myself, wants and needs that's where that shift starts to happen. And you start to say, Hey, DM, you, you, know, I'm going to be late. I'm, I gotta go do this. It comes, becomes easier. And if somebody were to say to you, you know, no, you have to be here now. You're going to ruin everything. You might want to reevaluate that relationship. Yeah. Um, not always easy if it's family or a spouse, right. Child. Um, you can't always get away from those and then that's that's a whole nother it's a whole nother topic, guys. <laughs> that's a whole nother topic. That might require us to meet one on one.
2: so um good night, little ask d seven. Um so and I'm watching chat. Yep. So yeah, did I answer your question?
0: Yes. I got caught good. up in
2: my head and talked a lot. But I have a lot to say
1: about this topic.
0: Yeah. No, please. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, <laughs>
1: sometimes sometimes I shift. Like in my head, sometimes I shift and I just like blinders go on and I'm like, Phew. right? Yeah. I just go. And I have to sometimes remind myself to stop because yeah, I get I, excited.
0: I do the same thing on topics that I know a lot about. Like think about our very first episode when it came to video game addiction and I just kept talking and talking and talking and talking. That, yeah, that's me um that was a good one though i like it was. learning it was um so one of the things that i have in, in in our notes is kind of five questions that you can ask yourself um with when it, to identify those triggers um first one is and you can jump in with any responses or anything you have um am i prioritizing instant gratification Am I avoiding what needs to be done? Which is, I I think, a a big one, is one that most people end up doing. They say, I know I need to do this, for instance, the medication thing. I know this needs to be done, and yet I'm avoiding it, for whatever reason. We don't need to identify, when it comes to these questions, we don't have to necessarily identify why we're doing it. We just need to identify that it is a problem, that it's something that we're doing. Um... Am I not prioritizing self care? Am I not or am I always procrastinating? So those people who say I'm procrast- or I, I I work better under pressure. When I procrastinate, everything is perfectly fine. That's not how that works. We might want to believe that that's how that works, but that is in no way how that works. Um, and then, am I focusing I still on? Do that. Oh yeah, well, me too. Academically, my master's program um i would do my paper would be due uh that sunday i would know about it the entire quarter my paper would be due and i would jump and i'd start doing it like friday night maybe i'd i'd do the the layout of it thursday but i wouldn't touch it friday i wouldn't touch the rest of the week or the rest of the quarter and i would do it saturday and sunday
1: but you and i couldn't have been more opposite
0: yeah 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 um schoolwork i
1: didn't i didn't do that with everything else i did
0: yeah the, the last one is, am I focusing on self-defeating thoughts over self-care? Um, I think once asking yourself those questions or, or any kind of a question that, am I focusing on the negative of things versus the positive of things? Um, asking yourself any kind of a question like that, depending on what your situation is, is really key to identifying that there is a problem, that you are in fact self-sabotaging yourself. Again, self-sabotaging doesn't have to be something that's going to completely change your life or impact every part of your life. If, if it's a matter of drinking water and you choose to drink pop or soda for some people over water, in a way you're self-sabotaging your own health because you're drinking the caffeine, you're drinking the sugar, you're drinking all the excess stuff that they put in it over drinking water, which is actually healthy. So if you're looking Absolutely. to make that change and looking to get healthier, that's a place to start. So identifying mm-hmm. that there is a problem, that this is something that I am I know is an issue, now I can start working on f- correcting it.
2: Absolutely. And, and I'll be honest with you guys. So
1: um, a question just came up. Um, putting into practice is the hard part. Mm-hmm. You need a plan to get started. Yes. Yeah. And so for me with water... I remember the day um, my doctor got excited and, and I, ca- I had left the appointment and I, I, my A1C dropped significantly in six months and it did so because I listened to my doctor. I did everything she asked of me and I listened to the dietitian, I did everything she asked of me and I was an active participant in this going okay yeah that's not going to work that's not going to work but yeah. what if we modify it to this because I know I'm capable of achieving that yeah. otherwise I'm going to make you a false promise and fail right and I know that about myself and I'm confident enough to say that to these people who are trying to help me because just like me as a practitioner I'm there to help people I want someone to tell me if I suggest something and it's not going to work tell me let's come up with something that will right so I did the same thing with my doctor and and the dietitian. And so I switched to to try and get the the red bulls out, right? I switched to mud water, which I'm very excited. I'm going to put a plug in for them right now, mud water. I got the I got that for Christmas. I'm excited to try that. And tea. I'm switching to more tea, caffeine-free herbal tea. I got a beautiful cast iron teapot for Christmas. And so I'm actively making changes going, okay, how can I get this stuff out and the good stuff in because I'm worth it. And I am right and just like you guys are worth whatever the changes that you need to make you're worth it you are you just have to find that motivation within it and get the talk the self-talk to line up and just simply make the choice Mm -hmm. anytime is the right time to start you don't need new year's day and new year's resolution we could hang up today and you could be like well hot damn i'm gonna make today the day why not and i'll respond with yeah why the hell not It can be any day, any time. And when you go to make change and you make a plan, you need to remember something. It's persistence, not perfection. I'll say it again. It's persistence, not perfection. So if you fail, it's okay. Get back up, start again. It's all right. Failure is what helps you succeed, right? You gotta look back and say, okay, why did I fail? What was so hard about that, right? Again, when I work with Emily, what was so hard? You know, we we meet monthly, and every month I set some goals. What was so hard about this past month? Did I get in my way, or did other things get in my way, and I allowed them to stay in my way? Yep. Right. Um, so, being able to to identify things um, and being able to have those tough conversations with yourself—that's well, part of liking yourself, and it's part of that self worth right something i want to circle back on too because it it keeps popping up in my head and i forgot to mention it tone um warrior you mentioned tone a while back and then Randy, you were talking about um
2: messages and talking to people if there's when it comes to communication i'm going to stress this randy actually let me
1: ask you a question before i say what i'm going to say when you read a text message from me do you read it in the mood that you're in in that moment, or do you stop and pause and do you hear how I say it?
0: So from you, from, if we're talking specifically from you, I read it in your, in your voice and how I assume awesome. that you meant it. For most it. people though, that's, you- it's the complete opposite. Mostly because Why you and that? I, because you and I know each other, because I know that, I mean, unless if, if you and I are in an argument, let's say, cause we've had arguments before. If we're in an argument, then I'm gonna take it based on my mood because I know where yeah. your mood is. Um, but
2: I'm like when it a com-
0: freight train coming at you. Right, but <laughs> but because we have that history of understanding text messages and that communication and, and that sort of thing. For most people, though, I really struggle trying to understand it in their tone of voice, and it's and and it's a yeah
2: absolutely and and I that's exactly what I was gonna say. It is so
1: important, you guys to hear somebody's text message or email in their voice, yeah. and if you don't know what they meant, if you're like are they are they being a dick are are they coming at me? ask, hey, you know are you do, maybe don't ask those words right um hey, are you being a dick <laughs> right. <laughs> A dick right now actually randy i might say that to you just because that's where well, you and i are at well and then, but, and then that's the but, thing is
0: that that's something you and i can handle
1: absolutely absolutely and and maurier i see your comment we'll we'll get i'll address that too yeah um when we're when we're on text and whatnot it is so important to make sure we we hear it in that person's voice and if you feel that that Adrenaline rush and urge that anxiety moment to just, I'm going to respond like that. Don't put your phone down, walk away from the computer for a minute, distance, delay, distract, walk away for a minute, come back when you're calm and then read the message again, hear it in that person's voice. If you can, if you know them well enough, hear it, right? This will help cut down on a lot of arguments and it promotes better, more effective communication. Right. There are times my husband and I get going and I'm like, you know, I, I don't think you're hearing this the way I meant it. Or I'll say, ah, dude, that just came out way more aggressive than I meant. I'm and I'll like send funny little pictures. Uh, I get pretty obnoxious about it so I can make my point mm-hmm. uh, that. e, And then I check myself and I'm like, whoa, why did it come out like that? W- where am I at? Right. I check myself, too. Now, as Warrior mentioned, what do you do when you're in when you're face to face with somebody who maybe has a very gregarious personality, right? They're big, they're larger than life. And and you're talking to them and, and they kind of dominate the room, maybe because they're super joyful, right? And they're full of glee <laughs>
2: for life. Full of glee. <laughs> I'm trying to find they're <laughs> full of glee anyhow
1: or let's say it's opposite let's passion, say passion passion,
2: yep.
1: passion yes passion is is love and hate right um they're passionate about something they i was out to dinner once and this individual was very loud and it was causing me a lot of stress and because i just i couldn't hear uh i'm a little hard of hearing in one of my ears and and i couldn't hear my husband at the dinner table and I was getting a little stressed out over it. And I'm like, can we just not talk? Or can you text me? Right. Yeah. And he was getting irritated, too. And this person was not a happy person. They were complaining. Um, and, and we had to listen to it the whole dinner. And eventually they left and we had 10 minutes of peace. And I laughed. I go, well, at least dinner's ending quietly. Right. I tried to find the positive in it. Yep. It's ending quietly. Um, but yeah, what do you do? Take deep breaths, honestly, and do your best to recalibrate, fight and flight within, right? Breathing isn't just a cutesy psychology technique. It actually rebalances the endocrine system in the brain uh, and the hormones that are being produced out, right? Because the lungs very oxygen to the brain. The brain needs oxygen, right? When we actually breathe the right way, right? Not doing the chest breathing, but the belly, the diaphragm breathing for those who sing, sing with your stomach for anyone who might do yoga, meditation, belly breathing, that. If you don't, look it up, Google it. Um, When you do that type of breathing, uh, you're actually helping the internal organs rebalance and recalibrate and they take you out of that anxious moment And that is just something that you have to make a priority and put in your checklist of, huh, I recognize that when I'm around somebody who is loud and obnoxious, or if I'm in a situation where there's a lot of chaos going on and I feel like things are coming at me, I know breathing works. So that's what I'm going to do. Now, let's say, and and again, it just has to become a choice to put it up there in a priority that you just, okay, that's what I got to do. Now, if breathing doesn't work, because it doesn't work for everybody, grounding yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just chatting with a friend the other day about this stuff. Actually, there's a lot of different grounding techniques. Google grounding for anxiety. You'll see. You know, they they talk about your your um, vision, what you see, what you hear, what you smell, what you taste, what you feel. Um, there's different grounding techniques, and being able to default to either one of those physically changes the chemical properties in your brain when you're faced with an anxious moment. So that is something you can do for yourself, Uh right? Um, If neither of those were for you, look up techniques to calm anxiety, right? Um, Try different things. Uh, Warrior mentioning you count in your head. Yeah, counting can work. Um, You know, I'll sometimes just do this on my fingers, right? Just to kind of distract me. Uh, If I have a, a, yeah, I have a fidget cube. I have a fidget spinner. uh, I play with those. I have clicky pens. Wendy, you know, from when we worked together, If I had a customer who who maybe, you know, I was trying to diffuse a a situation real quietly down low. So it's not up in their face. I just click the pen. Right. Because it helped me calm down. Right. Um, I was still able to be engaged in the conversation fully. It wasn't something that distracted me, but it was something that calmed me. Yep. Right? So uh, singing in your head. Yeah, absolutely. This kind of goes back to what we talked about last week with having different playlists and things, or last week, last month. Um, Rubbing a rock. Yes, they've got the worry stones. I've got one of those. I don't, I usually have all my gadgets nearby because of work, but I've been cleaning my office for the holidays. Um, And I don't have my worry stone handy, I don't think. But um, yeah, they sell them on, um, Amazon. You could go to a store, look one up, um, you know, worry stones is what they're called. And there's a, anyone who hasn't used one, there's a, a dip in, um, and you could just kind of rub it. It's perfect for the thumb. You could also find a stone that you like that's smooth, right? Um, people flip pennies, um, there's rings, they make anxiety rings where, um, it actually spins. It's got a little spinny and and you just sit there and spin it like that. Yeah.
0: It's like a ball bearing type Um, of thing. Yeah. I've seen those.
1: Yeah. They make, they make all sorts of things. I don't have my bracelet on today, but I, I wear a bracelet that, um, it's stretched out now. And it just so happens that if I'm like deep in thought and I'm really focused on something, someone's saying, I'll, I'll spin it. And the stones just shift. Right. Um, and that, that's something that just helps me focus more. Right. So, um, there's a lot of different things, rubber bands. People will sometimes put rubber bands around the tips of their fingers and just kind of stretch it. Um, there's a lot of really good stuff out there if, again, you're, you're faced with anxiety and you're trying to calm down um, or just refocus and rebalance. But And I know we're kind of coming down to like the last 12 minutes of everything. Um, something I want to just make
2: sure I, I really stress again, it's all a choice. When you peel away every
1: layer, every reason, every excuse, whatever it might be, it comes down to a choice. We have a choice to like who we are. And if we don't like who we are, do we want to like who we are? Well, if the answer is yes, I hope it is, um, then figure out what you got to do to make that happen. And if there's something about yourself you don't like, change it because you can. Right? I make it sound easy. It's not that easy, but it is that easy.
0: It's it's um, easy it's easy in the sense that it can happen. The the problem is there's so many people that wants that that want that instant gratification. And it's it's really a matter of playing the long game. You have to play the long game in order for things to change. Because like I've mentioned multiple yes. times, when you when you self-sabotage a lot of times it because of um fight or flight and it's because of habit and it's it's things that we do because it's easier to continue that habit than change what we're doing
2: it is because it's some
1: it's familiar it goes back to what we started talking about early on the medication right this behavior pattern is familiar to me therefore i like staying in it because Mm -hmm. this other way of doing things feels foreign and i don't care for it right so yeah. you might try some of these anxiety techniques and all of a sudden you feel normal again my air quotes always around normal
2: uh, i kind of mock it a little bit it's textbook um when when we find ourselves going from one thing to this other
1: space that doesn't feel good really important at that time to work in identifying okay what about this doesn't feel good is it because it's unfamiliar Is it because you don't know what to expect? Is it because it's actually hurting you, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Super important to have that. And that, again, goes back to me saying how important it is to have a therapist, or if not a therapist, you know, a pastoral counselor, um, somebody in your family that you really can trust, right? You have to have a counselor, but having somebody you can have that bonded relationship with, um, that you can talk to them and, and, and trust them. You know, it's really important to have that and it's helpful and it's healthy, right? It's scary too, because people can sometimes be cruel. They can all of a sudden turn on you, right? They tell you all their deep, dark secrets. All of a sudden they turn on you or you turn on them, right? I'm going to go back to Randy, how you started things out. Don't be a dick, right? If somebody's telling you their deep, dark secrets, keep your lips zipped. Super important, right? It's not fair. And you might want to talk about it because let's say somebody's sharing something with you that challenges your value system. And I've had this happen and, and I'll be, I'll be honest and vulnerable with you guys. I didn't keep my lips zipped and I paid the price for it. And you know what? I earned it. I earned it and I deserved what I got. I guess what I do. And it wasn't, it wasn't patient related. It was personal life and many years ago. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, yep. I was wrong. They were right. And they were right to be upset with me. I should have gone to that person and said, hey, what you're telling me is really challenging my values. And I don't know that I can be the support you're looking for. But I was afraid to, right? I was still in my yes mode. Yes, yes, yes. Right? Uh, yes to them, no to me. E. Right? Right? That's self-sabotage.
0: It's, it's healthier to be honest with yourself and with other people. You know, one of, one of the mm-hmm. biggest things in any relationship is communication. You know, that's been an ongoing topic this entire, you know, discussion. It's communication. It's being able to communicate, talk to people, and just tell them what needs. Yeah, or or to yourself and just say what needs to be said. You know, choose the right words. That's, again, that's key. Making sure that you choose the right words to be able to have that information come across properly, which is a hard thing to do. It takes a lot of practice, years of practice. One of the only reasons that I, I understand how at least the basics of how to communicate effectively is because Stacey and I had so many debates and discussions mm-hmm. and, and arguments and everything else in the past. You know, and, and obviously all of, it's, all of it's positive, but it was all in a sense of trying to teach each other how to communicate. You know, Finding somebody that gives you the, that ability to do that. And that not only understands it, but understands how to teach somebody else is really, really important. Not everyone's going to have that, but at least somebody who, you know, if, if it's your mom, somebody that you communicate well with your mom, learn to communicate with her. If it's your best friend, do the same thing with them and just say, hey, I just want to learn how to talk to different types of people. Um, one thing that I, I brought up earlier is the DISC test. If you get a chance, take a look at the different types of of, – If anybody who knows what Meyer Briggs is, is kind of the same basic concept. Um, One of the things I told my team at work was that Meyer Briggs, at least to me, this is not necessarily true, but at least to me, Meyer Briggs is very much on the personal side. DISC is more on the professional side. So whether you're going for DISC or Meyer Briggs – do some research on the personality tests and understand what different types of people and how to communicate with different types of people. There's plenty of research out there to be able to, you know, and that'll that'll help. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was was just going to say that that would help you um, not only keep you, it's not only going to help you um, not sabotage yourself, Mm -hmm. but not sabotage relationships that you have with other people.
2: absolutely and myers-briggs there is a work component to it it's just society
1: uh latched onto to the more personal interpersonal behavioral um yep. and it works really really well for that and, and disc is a great one and you can find these um online and take them um they're they're good little touch points you know i'd say you know in addition to that going on and um I think they still have it. I haven't been on this site in a while, but um, the five love languages, and it's the numerical five, it's not spelled out five, Uh, but the five love languages, um, they had on there the apology style, the love language. Oh, there was another one. I'm forgetting it off the top of my head. And it doesn't matter, just so you guys know, too. um, When you go on for the love language, it's, you know, are you single, are you married, whatever, in a relationship. The questions are the same. Um, I have looked at the sets of questions on both and they just um shift the wording so it applies to somebody who is maybe single or somebody who's in a relationship. They're just shifting the words. The outcome and the meaning of the question is the same. Yep. Um, so not gonna matter. And I'll tell you why it's important to learn learn your love language, no matter what your relationship status, because that love language matters to you. Yep. It's knowing that like mine is quality time by a landslide, like the second place one, I think is, I don't even know what it is, but it's so far down. Right. So I know that I need quality time with myself and I need quality time in certain friendships. For example, when Randy and I hang out, I know to anticipate at one point in time, I knew to anticipate he'd be on his phone and that that was an acceptable time for me to also be on my phone. We were kind of like, multitasking friends we could have conversations and be on our phones and be on our computers and still maintain that conversation but i will tell you if my spouse did that i'm like what's more important on your phone yep Hmm? what's going on right um we don't have that now sometimes we do but i kind of like a chameleon will adapt and adopt to whomever right it is i'm with and and i know randy i don't know that you still do this but um, cause it's COVID and we don't see each other. I'm going to blame it on that.
0: Yeah. 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 Totally COVID's fault.
1: And <laughs> um, <laughs> live far apart. Yeah. Um, not that far, but far anyway. But, um, you know, I just know to accept that you might be on your phone when we're talking and that's not that you're rude. That's just who you are. And it's important again, you guys to, to know who you're talking to, to know who you're dealing with. Um, but know your love language so you can deliver that gift to yourself, right? There's gifts of affirmation. There's, um, or words of affirmation. There's gifts, there's physical touch. Um, there's so many different ones. And if you're in a relationship, it's important to know your love language. So you know what your needs are to yourself and from your partner. And it's important to know their love language so you can make sure you're delivering to them what they need. Right. Right. Dan is uh words of affirmation and I make sure that I compliment him on certain things there was one time though he thought I was being sarcastic I'm like "Wow, I really like the lines on the lawn and he did this like ziggy zag thing and I genuinely liked it but my tone so warrior Mm -hmm. my tone he didn't like he thought I was being sarcastic which I often am sarcastic right but playfully like in a comedic way um not like cynical I'm bitter uh and he has never done it again he's never done that again uh and it hurts my heart i'm like oh my gosh how do i undo this It's stuck with him right i'm sure now after i'm saying all this if he is listening he'll he'll do the diagonals again i hope uh because you know i'm sorry sorry <laughs> it's on the world wide web i'm sorry <laughs> wasn't being sarcastic i like the diagonals um but Thank you for putting that up, warrior. But it's important to know your love language so you can communicate effectively with yourself. If the apology style is still on there, I'll tell you guys, I took that blindly uh, because I could never really pinpoint what my apology style is. Man, I took it and it nailed it. I answered honestly. Uh, That's the key. You have to be honest. Don't answer the way you think you should. Answer the way it really applies. You'll get the authentic answer. Um, And it nailed it. I was like, Holy crow, that's awesome. Right. And it's helped me help others. Right. When it comes to like apologies and things like that. Right. I don't necessarily look for the words, I'm sorry. Just show me and, you know, do better for yourself. Don't worry about me. I'll be fine. I'll get over it. But do better for yourself because that's what's important. So, yeah, learn those things if you guys can.
0: Well, and to, to add to what you're saying too, it's good to understand yourself. Understanding somebody else's disc, Meyer Briggs, love language, whatever it might be, understanding other people's helps you work better with those people. Um, So it's not about, you know, astrological science. You can't categorize everybody into one type of thing. And I know there's people that believe in astrological science and that's great, but you can't categorize everybody into one thing. So these types of tests really help Categorize in a way that actually makes sense because you've responded to certain questions that have helped categorize it. And then, like, for instance, if I, if I know what your, what your test result is on whatever test we use, so let's, let's use, you know, the five love languages. If I know what your love language is, I can manage my time with you better which will then build our relationship better. Um yeah. so, so when it comes to work, utilizing the disk test allows me to look at somebody else's results. Or there's, there's like, for work, there's, a, um, there's a, a, an add-on for Chrome that I use that actually will give somebody's disk um, result based on their profile on LinkedIn. So I could go and actually look at somebody's. It's pretty cool. So I can go and I can look at somebody's Um, score and I can say, okay, based on their profile, it's given them, let's say an SI. It's a high S, low I. Great. (laughs) I can then look up the result and say, all right, the person likes to be communicated this way. They like a lot of wording. They like a lot of detail. Because I guarantee you, if I go and I give somebody who doesn't like detail and they just want you to get straight to the point, they're not even going to listen to anything that I'm saying. And if I do the opposite to somebody who likes that detail they're going to say, well, why the hell didn't you give me more detail now? You know, being able to figure that type of stuff out. Love language is a great one when it comes to relationships, because by understanding somebody who, you know, they, they thrive off of that, that alone time with other people. If I'm not giving you that you our relationship isn't going to work because I'm not meeting your needs.
2: No matter how much right.
0: the, the rest of the relationship works, I'm not meeting those needs.
1: Yep. Absolutely. and And it's so, you know, love language doesn't mean, you know, doesn't have to mean intimacy. Love is friendship. Yep. yep. Right? Love is just love. Right? An intimate relationship has that added layer of being in love. Right? We can love people. Right? But when you're in love, right, that's that other other side yeah. of it. So don't be afraid either. Don't be like, oh I love languages. Oh, I don't love my friends. Hopefully you do love your friends, right? Um hopefully you do. And again it's it's something that's for you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not something that those, you know. But again, uh when it comes to the disc Myers Briggs, any other personality behavioral um quiz that you'll take, answer honestly. Yeah. Don't answer the way you know I I tell patients that when I do um, psych tests i'm like okay this isn't like a facebook quiz where you can retake and get a new answer at the end but answer it with what that um, that instinct that that oh yeah that's it mm-hmm. answer it if you read the other ones and you're like oh but maybe it's this maybe it's that go with your first instinct yep. right um change it only if you know you read the question wrong and you got it wrong right um but yeah don't don't be dishonorable to yourself be honorable to yourself and, and learn and you get a result you don't like and you're like "Ugh, i don't like that ask yourself why don't you like it is it because it's true is it because it wasn't true um were you being honest
2: right yeah it's that those are the important things so kind of to recap because i know we're at the end we're over um i know
1: that it's time for you to
0: well i well i don't game after anymore um I, I do actually want to hit before we finish everything out. I want to very quickly jump into because we've we've covered a lot of topics in this when it comes to self sabotage, but we haven't touched on how to overcome the once you've identified everything, and we'll make it very yep. brief <laughs> but but what do you what do we what can we do to once we've identified that, hey, there's a problem, you know, I'm avoiding things, mm-hmm. I'm not prioritizing my self care. You know, I'm prioritizing the instant gratification of things, that sort of stuff. What can we do to kind of shift ourselves and think long game and start to really change our habits?
2: So the first thing I would say is, what's the outcome you want? Ask yourself, okay, I've identified the issue.
1: What is the outcome that I want? You know, so Randy, help me help me here. Let's let's kind of role play something out.
0: Since since we talk about since we talk about mental health, let's talk about taking medication.
1: Okay, taking medication. Um, Is there a way that you're currently self-sabotaging yourself with
2: that?
0: Um, Let's say I um, I'll I'll take the medication every three days versus every day. And I know I'm supposed to take it every day.
1: You're hurting my heart with that. Uh, I, don't, I don't, I don't actually, a
0: well, I know I, I'm going to, yeah. no, I'm going to, I'm going to clarify. I don't actually do that. I'm just throwing this out there.
1: Yes. Yes. This is an example. And anyone who does do that by chance, please listen to this. Yes. Right. So, um, all right, you take it every three days. What's causing you to take it every three
2: days?
0: Um, I would say my depression. I just I, I, just get up, and I just don't feel like taking it.
1: Okay. What could you do, if anything, to change that?
2: I could what set a timer. What choices could you make? Okay. Is that realistic? Yep. Are you do. sure you wouldn't ignore the timer?
0: Well, yeah, I, I'd probably ignore the timer.
2: Okay. So, kind of realistic, but maybe not.
0: Yeah.
2: What else could you do to help yourself? Um... Maybe a pillbox. Yeah, maybe a pillbox. Okay. What's the likelihood of you doing that? Probably not likely. Okay. What really do you think the issue is at hand?
0: Based on the rest of our conversation, I'd say probably the idea that I'm comfortable with my kind of my depression or my anxiety
2: right right so if you
1: guys didn't have someone and i'll kind of pause here for a minute if you guys didn't have someone to talk to like this these are questions you ask yourself you have that right and establishing that kind of relation that level of relationship with yourself goes back to liking yourself and developing solid right a a solid self-worth right higher self-esteem right and then you you can become capable of having this dialogue with yourself right if you don't have someone to talk to find someone to talk to right and and right there where i said how realistic is that that you're gonna set an alarm i don't know about you but i'll go right past it i'll be like snooze or off yep. <laughs> like and, and this one more task Rah! pillbox is a great idea but that means every week you have to sit and fill those pills out. Now, if you're somebody dealing with depression, chances are of seeing, seeing the pills, it's actually going to spin you down because then you're like, oh, my God, I have to take all of these pills just to feel better.
0: It, here's, a, here's the reality yeah, of it, far. too. It could just be one pill, one a day. But now all yep. of a sudden you're putting yourself in a position of saying, yeah. I'm taking one a day. And I just I know it only takes me 30 seconds to do it, but I don't really want to do it. It's it's not worth it for me to do it, and that's where your self sabotage is because you're prioritizing not doing it versus something that you know is going to help you, regardless of what the reasoning right. behind that is.
1: And in identifying, I just don't want to do it because I don't like how it feels. Right. Um, well, then, then okay, then we got out. That's when we have to step forward and get that additional care and support. Right. Yep. You can see a counselor and say, hey. I'm having a real hard time taking my medication the way I'm supposed to. Can you help me? Mm -hmm. Hell yeah, we can help you with that. Let's figure it out, man. Right? Let's figure out what's going on. What's behind that? help you with anything. Right? Well, not anything. But (laughs) our boundaries and ethics. Uh, But um, I'm I'm catching what uh, chat right now. Yes. You need to take one of them from this morning. Yes. Take it. (laughs) Right. And and again, just like I mentioned earlier, right. I had forgotten and in, in what it was. I usually take my stuff about 630 in the morning. Uh-huh. Um, I had that message, that phone call, your not phone call, but the text message come through at the same time. I normally get up and go do my routine. Threw me off. And it's because of the topic. It was something that required my undivided attention. Right. And I was OK with that. Um, it was a choice I made. Can I do this? Yes. All right. Uh couldn't talk on the phone, but I could text, right? Yep. I now carry, I made a, a change when I got home yesterday. I took one of each of my medications and the one that I take twice a day and I put it in a little container so I now always have it. And I know at the end of, you know, anytime I take it, you know, cause I'm very patterned. If I take one, I'll fix it and I won't have to deal with that again, right? So I problem solved in addition to the error I made. Right. So doing my best to try and prevent that from happening again.
0: So, one of, the, one of the things how do that we, oh, I was going to say, one of the, the big things that I did in the past, um, when it came to my medication was uh, I would always just forget to take it. It's not that I didn't want to take it, but I would always forget because it wasn't front of mind, even doing the pill box next to the side of the bed, I would still forget to do it. And then I would leave, you know, going to work and I'd be like, crap, forgot my medication. Now that no, there's no turning back. So I ended up taking some with me. I would leave some of my coat, you know, and just put yep. like a, a little bag or something in there that had it. So I would always know that, Hey, it's not taking it at the right time, but at least I have it with me and I'm not, not taking it. And, and that's going to, because I know that's going to cause more problems. So it's one of those things of problem solving. And, and I mean, obviously you can't do that with some medications, But there are, there's others, there's most that you could, you know, if it's, even if it's ibuprofen or Tylenol or something like that, always make sure you have stuff like that with you, or at least at the ready. So if you do forget to take it, then you can pull it out and you're good to go.
2: Absolutely. And
1: making sure, you know, you ask your pharmacist questions too, you know, can I leave this in my car? Uh, You know, most medications, it's extreme heat. That's going to be a bigger issue, right? So summertime for men, right? Uh, you don't carry purses. Girls were a little luckier. We carry purses, but I don't know, guys, if, if you can stick it in your wallet, stick it in your pocket, right? Something. Um, this is where we have to become resourceful and kind of ask ourselves, what can I do to help myself? What can I do for myself versus what can I do? What am I doing to myself?
2: Yep. Right? Um but yeah, it's to talk to your pharmacist, ask questions. What can and can't and can I do? It's what yep. they're there for.
1: Right. Um, but how do you, how do you stop self-sabotage? You ask yourself, do I like who I am? Where's my self-worth? How's my self-talk? If you find glitches in any of that, well, that's where you start. Yep. And then it all just kind of evolves from there. I mean, I'll be honest, I don't sit in this chair because I've always been this way. I learned this stuff. I learned this stuff by making mistakes, by not being in this space, right? Um, It wasn't born this way. Um, You know, I was born a happy person. I've always been happy. Uh, But I made mistakes. I wasn't always a good communicator. My boss earlier this year just got on me for saying it. I was identifying something as it. She's like, could you please explain what it is? And I'm like oops right and i pride myself in being a pretty thorough communicator sometimes too thorough yeah um but uh (laughs) it is true i sometimes i gotta dial it back gotta know my audience um but again i get like a little hamster wheel Mm -hmm. focused and uh yeah you know we all make mistakes it's how you come back from it i fixed it i said i'm sorry you know here's what i meant yeah. You know, and ever since then anytime I use the word it, I'm like, nope,
2: identify it. Identify it. Right? The the,
0: um, the last thing I want to I want to just mention is it's really in the end it's really easy to stay on track when things are good. Um but the problem is when things go bad. So when you for some reason your videos lagging right now and i don't understand why good i'll um, make a
2: really bad face
0: oh yeah it'll just stick there don't worry um but, I know, that'd be amazing but uh figuring out a plan that's going to help you when, when times are actually tough when you um you know when you have actual obstacles in your way when you have things that you're 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 doing or um you know life just gets so busy that you you that's not top priority. Because I think one of the, the keys to being able to stop the self-sabotage is being able to make it a higher priority of stopping it than what it currently is. Or or at least changing your mentality or changing your habits or something like that. Um so what what can we do on a final note? What can we do to well, I guess you have something on a final note, but what can we do to um plan for those obstacles that get in
2: the way well let me i'm gonna i'm gonna spin this and ask you what would you do um what would i do i would i'm
0: i like the idea of being able to plan it out um and i guess it's it's a it's a tough one because you never know what your what obstacles are going to get in the way? Um, I always assume whenever I go in, I, I look at the, the worst possible situation that could come up. So let's say, for instance, well, I'm not going to go the worst possible, but let's say, for instance, um, I, I want, really want to focus on drinking water and I want that to be my priority. Well, now all of a sudden I become so busy that it's, it's a lot easier for me to stop by the store, grab a drink and move on. Um, and and okay, well, you know, I'm I drink water for two weeks straight. Now I just want to pop. I, I just want something with sugar in it. Well, now that's that's going back into that that habit of drinking the sugary drinks, or you know, at least eliminating that water out of your system. So it's it's really the hard thing for me is is being able to fully understand exactly what's gonna happen. Does that makes sense.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I got another guest over here. Um I have a hundred different things going on in my head, so give me a minute to like mm-hmm. <laughs> file them all and get to the, the get to what I I gotta focus. Because again, I know we're over time. Um,
1: When it comes to a perfect example of of self-sabotage, right? Asking yourself those questions. Why am I doing this? What am I seeking? Right? There are times we seek, you know, pop versus water. Or, you know, for me, uh, I'll put myself right out there. You know, the Red Bull over the water. I like the taste of it. It reminds me of a sweet tart. I don't necessarily get energy from it, um, anymore. Uh, but it reminds me of, of a sweet tart and sweet tarts in particular, make me happy. They take me back to a time in my childhood. Mm -hmm. Um, that's really joyful and, and whatnot. And so there's an emotional component I learned. I didn't know that right away. I learned that through, why the hell do I crave this? Why do I pick this over that? Um, right? And I will drink a Red Bull warm to where there's no carbonation left. I don't care, right? It's flat. So I was able to go, okay, so it's not the bubbly carbonation that I crave. It's the actual taste. Why do I crave the taste? I asked myself a series of questions and I answered every single one of them. I had dialogue with myself, dialogue with myself that I would love for somebody else across from me to have with me. But the beautiful thing was I had it with myself, which made it even more valuable right so how do you get yourself back on track you recognize its persistence not perfection if you find yourself craving something distance delay distract
2: walk away why am i why am i doing this what am i after right um why am i after this what am i seeking
1: right um you know, it might be that something, a food or a treat or an activity brings you back to something that made you feel good or made you happy, right? I know when I watch the Brady Bunch, it takes me back to my childhood. Mm-hmm. A, I loved the TV show growing up. But B, um, Carol Brady reminds me a lot of my mother. Uh, and watching it now as an adult, I'm like, holy crap. They had like similar style, similar hair. I think we had a clock the same. Right, and and so now when I watch it, it, it it takes me to I will deliberately watch it if I'm missing my mom, right, and and I I curl up in a blanket and I just sit there and I'm like, hey, time to be a kid again, right, and I nurture myself and I make sure that all of my needs are taken care of. So this want, right, I want to feel good, so I'm going to make sure all my needs are done, and then I'm going to do this. And so I don't self-sabotage when I do it. I could very easily self-sabotage and make a bad choice and be like, no, I'm not going to take care of anything today because I just want to curl up and do this, right? Um, because it makes me feel that good. It's not helpful because I'm going to have a double whammy negative afterwards. I watched the TV show. And now there's something negative attached to it because I didn't get any of my stuff done, right? So that's that distance, delay, distract component. Make sure your needs are done, Right? Distance delay, distract from, distance delay. Distract yourself from something that's trying to pull you in. Make sure, do a checklist. or my needs all done? I want to do this. I want to do this. Why? Because it's going to make me feel better. It's going to make me happy. It's going to whatever. Make sure it's a positive. If it's not a positive, check in again. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a lot of work, and it is. But when you get, when you become fluent with it, it happens like that, right? It just happens. It's just like thoughts. But in the beginning, it's clunky, it's hard, it's mentally exhausting, it's frustrating. Um, It isn't fluid. You'll have moments where it's fluid and you're like, oh, that was easy. It's not so hard. Stacey wasn't saying anything that's true. Uh, It'll get there. (laughs) You'll have a moment. Right? It was for me. Uh, It was hard. It was sometimes.
0: Yeah. And and those are the moments I'm talking about where it's now you're dealing with something that's difficult because it's not always easy.
1: Right. And being patient with yourself and kind with yourself. Right. Um, when I have a hard day and, and I don't know how else to answer this, but to just kind of throw out my stuff. Um, you know, when, when, you, when I have a hard day, I'm like, clearly it's a day. And I just identify it that way. It's a day. It's not a bad day. It's not a shitty day. It's not an effed up day. Those words are reserved for days that are truly any of those things. But I mean, somebody's gotta die or be in the hospital to get one of those. Otherwise, it's a day. Yep. It's a day. My good friend Camper Chris and I, once upon a time, we I'd have a rough day at at work. This is back when um, you know, I, I waited tables and and uh I don't think I was even working customer service yet. I think I was doing like the five job thing. Mm-hmm. Um but anyway, I, I call him up and I'm like Camper Chris. I had a bad day. It was rough. You want to go eat and celebrate that it's over? And he's like, yeah, he was amazing for that. Right. And, and it was great because we'd go celebrate a bad day was over because we're hanging out and we're with somebody who's cool
2: mm-hmm.
1: and a friend, right. And they're there to have a good conversation with you. And, and I used to love that. And I still celebrate when a day ends right i no longer identify them as bad days now like i said it's a day but when you're having a moment and you find that you're being triggered and you're fine you find that you're going down that dark rabbit hole and you haven't caught yourself yet that moment you do catch yourself is the moment to stop the second you realize oh crap i've spent all day or like ldoc said you know ah man i realized i forgot one of my medications from this morning number one is it safe to take it now And will it be too close to taking it in the morning? Is that okay to do? Right? That's a question for your pharmacist. Um, Sometimes they tell you to skip the med. Sometimes they tell you, nope, take it just as soon as you forget it. And you got a window of time, right? Um, But again, question for your pharmacist, ask them. And um, take it. The day's not lost, day's not ruined. You remembered. And even if you did forget, oh man, I forgot.
2: Why did you forget? well then answer the question ask the question answer the question right um comes down to
1: making yourself a priority making choices um there's a type of therapy out there it's one of one of my favorite there's two i love um but this one is um it's called choice theory um it's all about choices right um and so if anyone's interested uh you can look that up it's um, dr glasser is the founder of it choice theory is also known as reality therapy um you can look that stuff up there's a website for it um warrior i don't know if you're googling it already i know you're usually really good about that i think it's like glasser dots uh well i don't know if it's dot org or what it might be glasser institute something i have it saved um so i kind of cheat and just go to my drop down for it
2: mm-hmm.
1: um but that is a a Type of therapy or way of thinking—it's um, realistic. It's here and now. That's it. Thank you. Um, so you know, something to look at, right? Something
2: to consider. Um, choices it really comes down to we all we, choices. Yep. Yeah.
0: All right. So I'm Cho- choices. I'm guessing you had something that you wanted to close off with.
1: I did, but. I'm good, because I lost it. I was gonna end with a quote, oh. but I lost it.
0: I'm sorry. Unless you want to
1: talk for a minute, and I can. F- no, I. It was on my phone. Unless you want to oh. look f- or talk for a minute, so I can look for it.
0: Uh, I mean we can. Yeah. No, it's yeah. fine. Okay.
2: I had a cute, nice quote. <laughs> I'm sorry. We'll go find it. It's okay. Okay. Whatever. All right. I I'll look. You talk. Hey. I'm
1: gonna look. Because hey. I liked it.
0: All right. Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and close this off. um, And then uh, we'll, uh, we'll end with your, there we go. Go ahead.
2: I found it. Um, So here's a challenge
1: and I'm going to show it to you guys. Right. Challenge. You probably can't read it and that's okay. But um, here's your challenge. When a negative thought enters your mind,
2: think three positive ones. Train yourself to flip the script. So uh,
1: kind of when with my whole, you know, I think three positive things, right? When a negative thought comes in your mind, think three positive ones and flip your script, right? There's a technique we use in therapy called reframing. When you say something negative, we reframe it into a more productive statement, right? So saying, oh, I suck at this. I just can't get it right. Let's work on reframing that. And we find something that isn't necessarily, you know, what I think is the right thing to say and find something that you think is the right thing to say. That's helpful for you. Right. And that might be,
2: you know what? I messed this up, but you know what? I'll try again. Be better next time.
0: Yeah.
2: All right. then. Right. And
1: is next time is next time is next time until it's the next time. And it's the time
2: you're like, I get it. Ha. Persistence, not perfection. Yep. Right. Um, So again, a challenge for you
1: guys. For every negative thought you have, think three and flip the script.
0: I like that.